0: We are going through another OEC Fiber Football Friday. Always happy, always excited to be out here at my home away from home, Riverwind Casino, where they've got their big costume contest tonight. You can get out here and be one of three lucky patrons. Just uh, be wearing your costume, get registered at guest services, and three of the best costumed patrons out here tonight will win $500 in bonus play each for uh, their expertise in, uh, you know, putting on a Halloween costume, designing a Halloween costume. Riverwind Casino, over 2,800 electronic games, all your favorite table games. Great poker room as well, best bars and dining out here. Tonight is steak night at the River Buffet. That's always very popular. Tomorrow night, seafood night, big-time brunch on Sunday. They've got the new member seven. For all patrons who sign up to get a wild card here at Riverwind, and you could win up to $450 in your first 24 hours out here with a brand-new Riverwind wild card. And don't forget, of course, about the Bedlam Beats and Bites concert, which will be Friday night, October, uh, November 18th. November 18th, uh, the night before Bedlam Outdoors, sponsored by Philip 66. You've got Wade Bowen opening up, the Eli Bowen Band, The uh, I'm sorry, the Eli Young Band. Uh, We'll be on center stage also around 8.30 on that Friday night, November 18th, for Bedlam Beats and Bites, which is going to be a big-time show. Great food trucks out here, tons of them, all the best local ones. Bring your folding chairs, bring the kids, bring your excitement level for a great time at Bedlam Beats and Bites. And, again, you can get your tickets online right now at Riverwind.com and here at the box office inside the casino. It is an OEC football Friday, we are ready, Sooners, Iowa State, tomorrow morning, 11 a.m. on Fox Sports 1. Our pregame show begins at 7 a.m. right here on the home of Sooner fans, the ref, tomorrow. We're excited about that. But Parker Thune, you took in some Thursday night football, and you saw all those stars shining again last night. For Denton Geyer. tell us about it. That's right, Steely. I was out to see the Eli Bowen Band last night
1: down in McKinney. Guyer taking D- yeah, on. Yeah, that's right. Le-
0: that's <laughs> what. That's where I messed up. I think right there. Yeah, Eli Bowen will be in concert in Norman in uh, in twenty twenty five. I guess right. Well, we'll see.
1: I, in an yeah. ideal world, yes, but. Yes. Uh, no, awesome Thursday night football game last night between Guyer and McKinney. Obviously, Jackson Arnold turned in a typically stellar performance. Five total touchdowns, four through the air, one on the ground. The dude's a five-star, Steely, and that seems like a pretty surface-level observation, but I mean, you watch him play, you understand why. It's not hard to pick out who the five stars are on that field, and they're Jackson Arnold and Peyton Bowen, and Bowen, of course, uh, housed the opening kickoff, 84 yards to pay It had an interception, had a blocked field goal. Two straight weeks, it's been about the easiest, easiest thing in the world to show up to a Denton Geyer game and figure out who the five stars on the field are because Arnold and Bowen are just head and shoulders above the rest.
0: Yeah, I saw the video of uh, Peyton Bowen as you said taking the opening kick to the house last night, and again, Sooner fans are hoping that uh, eventually he will flip to Oklahoma. We've talked about that uh, quite a bit, you know, and uh, Oklahoma fans are still crossing their fingers. Uh, did you get a chance to talk to those guys after the game? Were they off limits? I know that you're uh, you're pretty tight, particularly uh, with Jackson Arnold. Uh, what went down after the game or before the game? Anything?
1: Yeah, I talked to Jackson after the game, got to talk to Eli after the game. I kind of let Peyton have his space because the man's probably done 100 interviews over the last couple of months and so he got swarmed by all the AM beat reporters I was just like you know what I'm gonna I'm gonna avert this whole fiasco so chatted with Eli chatted with Jackson uh, also chatted with a couple of McKinney's finest two guys that Oklahoma's targeting in the 2024 class in four-star safety Xavier Filsami and four-star athlete Brian Jackson so a lot of talent on the field last night on both sides of the ball. Guyer came out on top 42-21 to due in no small part to the performance of Jackson Arnold, but yeah, I will say this about Jackson man. Uh, we got to talking about the recruiting class, got to talking about how uh, it's all hanging, holding together and suffice it to say that the godfather, as we have dubbed him this week, is less than worried about the state of the Sooners recruiting class in 2023. Obviously, there's nothing to worry about with Anthony Evans. Uh, Jackson kind of lent more credence to that notion and everybody's on edge understandably so about Colton Vosick but with the exception of Vosick you can look at 21 of the 22 pledges in this class for Oklahoma and safely conclude that there's really nothing to worry about
0: all right, so, uh, yeah, uh, I know that you talked about it yesterday and you uh, reiterated the same uh, the same theme. And when it comes to Anthony Evans and this visit to Georgia, it's really not anything to worry about. Sooner fans are hoping that holds true. You never know in the wacky world of recruiting, but, uh, you know, based on uh, – I know you talk to people who are in the know – So right now uh, we'll go with that and and see what happens down the stretch. Oklahoma obviously would love to hang on uh, to Anthony Evans and keep him in the class. Now, as for this game tomorrow, man, it is so strange. First of all, you know, to hear people uh, billing it as, you know, these are the two teams that are, you know, the... The, the basement teams in the Big 12, Oklahoma is never in that part of the conversation. It's been so long. It's been a crazy season. The uh, Twilight Zone, three-game stretch for the Sooners where, you know, they lose to K-State, they give up the Big 3rd and 16, and then for the next two games everything went south, including uh, Dylan Gabriel not playing for six-and-a-half quarters, which cost Oklahoma dearly. But, again, at a school like Oklahoma, you should never be in that that of a situation with your backup quarterback. And we all know the circumstances that dictated that situation for OU. But, again, that's just not something that uh, Oklahoma fans are accustomed to seeing. They, they want to see a guy who can at least throw the ball down the field. But, anyway, they get back. They beat Kansas, they get a little momentum, and then they get a perfectly timed bye week. We said if they beat KU, this would be perfect for Oklahoma. If they had lost that game to the Jayhawks, it could have been an absolute uh, Titanic situation where you hit the iceberg. But at least the Sooners have a little bit of momentum. Parker heading into this matchup uh, tomorrow in Ames, Iowa.
1: (sighs) Ames, Iowa, Steely. You had to go there, didn't you?
0: Just, I'm a, about to just start, a very loud sigh. As soon as we're, off the, air,
1: soon as we're off the air, I'm about to start that drive. I'm going to stop over in Kansas City tonight to go watch Caden Green. But, yeah, I'm, by by this time tomorrow, I am going to be in Ames, Iowa, I suppose. I will be okay if Oklahoma never has to make this road trip again. And this is the last pilgrimage to Iowa State University that we all have to endure as Oklahoma beat reporters, players, coaches, fans, et cetera. By the way, phenomenal text on the Air Comfort Solutions text line from one of our listeners in the 405 who says, I just want to hear from the D-bag that used to always text in and rag on Arnold saying he wasn't that good and there's no way he's a five-star.
0: Those those people, those trolls tend to disappear. You know, they live underneath the uh, social media bridge and they uh, just – dig themselves a hole and never come out, you know. That's what happens to those kind of people. We know that. By the way, you can always hit us up on the Air Comfort Solutions text line, 405-651-3439. Tim Lasher, great sooner, great company. Also sponsoring our first hour here on Steelman and Thune at Noon. And uh, Tim and his company, any heating and air need, you need a dress. They will get it done for you. They've done work for us at Shea Stadium, and they are really, really good and really, really fair in terms of their prices, 405-579-3113 for Lasher Home Comfort Systems. All right, one guy who likes the Sooners is Lee Sterling. He comes on with Plank every Friday uh paramount sports and uh is pretty good at prognosticating games he did miss on ou texas but a lot of his other stuff has been on the money here is what lee sterling said earlier this morning in the plank show about oklahoma and iowa states
2: so obviously when dylan gabriel's in the game this is an absolutely different team and a different offense here so i expect them to pick up the tempo here uh the more plays usually the better team wins and uh You know, at this time of the year, numbers, you know, they don't lie. And we're looking at a lot of data, and we're watching Iowa State. They just can't come up with a score when they need it. In fact, scoring, 103rd out of 131 teams. Can't run the ball. 122nd out of 131 teams. And only 98 in yards per play here. So uh, go fast. If Oklahoma goes fast, I think there's a real good chance that this offense is going to be explosive here and uh i just think that you know oklahoma looked great early had that three game downtick but they're coming back and they're going to play spoiler here i like them 37 20
0: there you go lee sterling paramount sports speaking the sooners tomorrow in the matchup in ames 11 a.m on fox sports one you know it's so weird because it feels like we say every game Uh, particularly after the the TCU game man this game is gigantic for Oklahoma but everyone is you feel like you know uh, this team is like Tom Cruise in one of the Mission Impossible movies hanging just hanging for dear life off the side of the airplane wing or something you know you don't want to fall you got to hang on and uh, try and and and, uh, you know salvage the rest of your season over these final five games and You know, Parker, I wish I had answers as to what's going to happen tomorrow. I do like Oklahoma in a close game, but you know what? I think all of us are kind of just guessing here to a certain extent because we really don't know this team has been so Jekyll and Hyde through the first seven games of the season. And I know a lot of that uh, relies on the health of Dylan Gabriel, but it's, it's really hard to try and figure out what this team's going to look like.
1: Well, and right? we talk about how little we know about Oklahoma, all things considered, Steely, and I would argue we know even less about Iowa State because you look at their resume thus far in Big 12 play, 0-4, but all four of those losses coming by a single possession, totaling out to 14 points over the course of four games four losses by a total of 14 points. And so how much of that is an inability to close an inability to make the plays necessary to win a close football game. And how much of that is just dumb luck. I feel as though Iowa state is even more of an unquantified variable than Oklahoma is heading into this weekend. And so there really is no telling what we're going to get tomorrow. And I think as we get closer and closer to kickoff, I'm increasingly coming to terms with that reality. The reality that, uh, this game could go a multitude of different directions, and I think so much of it is based on who seizes the momentum early in this ball game.
0: Yeah, and uh, let's face it—you uh, know, you you talk about Oklahoma has some really good leaders on this football team. I think Brandon uh, Braden Willis is clearly uh, the guy, but you know, I think Dylan Gabriel, when he's in there, is is also uh, you know helpful in that role. But this team as a whole, I still think, you know, their, their confidence level is very fragile, and if they have some bad things happen early in this game, uh, it might, you know, turn in favor of Iowa State and get out of hand. Now, I don't think that's going to happen, but, you know, we just, uh, we've just we seen the psyche of this football team, and as, uh, you know, uh, Jeffrey Lebowski said of the Big Lebowski about Donnie, he's fragile. He's very fragile. And that's kind of what uh, the psyche and the confidence level, I think, is for this football team. All right, I'm here at Riverwind Casino on a OEC Football Friday. It is big time. David Goodspeed, the folks at OEC Fiber, they are making people very happy, getting them connected and having a more reliable, faster Internet service. I mean, five-star ratings. They are the uh, Jackson Arnold, Peyton Bowen, P.J. Atabares of – local internet service they'll do a great job for you happy to have them aboard again oec this year for another football friday oec fiber is big time all right barry trammell in his column today you know what's what's the word on brent through seven games how are people feeling we will talk about that when we get back right here on the ref I am here at Riverwind Casino on an OEC Fiber Football Friday. Mike Steele along with Parker Thune. It is Steelman and Thune at noon here at Riverwind. Bid costume contest tonight. Get out here with your Halloween costume. Check in at guest services. Get registered. And tonight you could be one of three patrons who win $500 each in bonus play. So it's all happening here, as it always is, at Riverwind Casino. All right, so Oklahoma coming in a one-point favorite in Ames tomorrow against an Iowa State team that is winless in the Big 12. 0-4 started out winning their first three non-conference games, including a victory over uh, in-state rival Iowa. We know the Hawkeyes don't have any offense, but still any time Iowa State can take down Iowa, that's a good win for Iowa State. But again, uh, really hardly any momentum for Iowa State coming into this game, uh, having gone winless through their first four Big 12 games. Brent Venables, though, Thinks this matchup with Iowa State is going to be a very tough test. Let me just say that and for us to have the
3: kind of finish that we want, we're going to have to play well. We don't have to play perfect uh, in any phase, but we got to be play. We got to play better. We got to play well. We got to complement each other. Uh, we can't do the things that beat you. You know, giving up big plays, not being able to run the football, uh, and you know turnovers. Uh, you know, those are things that uh, that'll beat you. Um, and not give yourself a chance to win. Again, we're going to get everybody's a game. You know, every single buddy we play, and uh, no matter what their record is, uh, we're getting their best game. And you know, our guys don't like it, man. They need to go somewhere else. This is a, a big stage and a program that represents excellence over a long period of time, and and so that's what we demand when we we go, uh, you know, out on that field. And so. Uh, for us, I want our guys to embrace that, embrace that target, embrace the challenge,
0: uh, embrace the challenge to get better. There you go, Brent talking about the game with Iowa State tomorrow. And uh, Barry Trammell, interesting uh, column today on the current uh, situation with Brent and the struggle at Oklahoma. And uh, the, the tone of the column was, you know, do we know if Brent is the right man for the job? And certainly after seven games, you can't make that determination, but you can have an opinion on that situation. And Barry wrote, basically, we know that Brent is a great coordinator, and he goes on to write, but as a head coach, I don't know. He's doing a lot more talking these days with much more diversity in his message. Sometimes you can get lost trying to follow Venables, sort of like a long-winded preacher who might have some gospel nuggets but get lost in a 65-minute sermon. It's harder than ever to get college athletes to listen. The portal is a vortex, a whirlpool whipping out a siren song. Only the strong and committed can fend it off. Every team in every sport on every level has players that fit that description, but few teams have everyone on board. That's Red Venable's job. Get as many Sooners as possible pulling on the same rope. Most of the people, maybe all of the people that matter, remain in Venable's corner. But he's going, they believe he's going to get the job done. But doubt has crept in. They've narrowed their eyes and furrowed their brow and wondered what the heck is going on. OU's talent has dipped, but it hasn't dipped this much. The excitement is long gone. In these last five games, it's Venable's job to make the doubt flee as well. So... What do you think? I mean, look, we're seven games in, and there's no doubt a lot of Sooner fans have the that same thought of, wow, I, I I, never thought I'd see what happened on the field against TCU. I never thought I would see a Texas team that is not known for being, you know, being a talented team, but not a mentally tough team with a big-time winning culture, you know, spank Oklahoma 49 to nothing. So what are your thoughts seven games in, Parker Thune, on Brent as a head coach?
1: Uh I I mean, look, I'm not going to speak ill of Barry. Barry's a nice guy from the interactions we've had. He's obviously well respected, a veteran in this market. But I disagree. I I don't see eye to eye with him on that point. I think there is plenty of more. Uh, there's plenty more reason to believe, as opposed to not to believe, that Brent Venables is the guy. And look, in technicality, Barry is correct. Do we know beyond a shadow of a doubt that Brent Venables is the right guy for the job? no, but I think enough things have happened. I think he's done enough. I think he's said enough. I think he's shown enough to make everyone believe, especially when you look at his resume over the years, this is a lot more likely to succeed, a lot more likely to succeed than it is to fail in Blakelian fashion. Right. I think that's fair to say. So again, in technicality, Barry is correct. We do not know with absolute certainty that Venables is the right guy for the job. However, I don't think you're going to hear many folks at this point in time, save maybe for Jeff Ketchum, that are going to sit here and argue that Brent Venables definitely isn't the right guy for the job.
0: Yeah, and obviously a columnist job is to get people thinking and talking about it, and that's what we're doing right now. We'd like your thoughts on the Air Comfort Solutions text line, of course, 405-651-3439. By the way, the Brent sound, that was our sound clip, our ortho-central uh, clip of the day when injuries occur on Friday night. Ortho-central Saturday Injury Clinic is open every Saturday morning from 8 a.m. to 9.30 a.m. throughout the month of October. Free evaluations for high school athletes and the sports injuries they may suffer, ortho-central turning setbacks into comebacks. You know, and, and the thing is, uh, I, I think that so many people in the uh, Sooner Nation, in the fan base, and even some of us, you know, I'm look, I'm raising my hand right here. There was so much anger. There was so much disappointment. People felt so betrayed by Shoe and the players that left. They were looking for a good feeling, man, and they, they're, you know, once Brent was hired, oh, defense is coming back. Wow, you got Jeff Levy. We're bringing in Todd Bates. Look, we got a quarterback in the portal. Yeah, Caleb Williams is gone, but through the uh, particularly after the Nebraska game, people are like, "Man, they got that good feeling back again." You know what? Sooner football's not going anywhere. Look what we're doing already with Muleshoe out in LA. But again, it w- it was fool's gold. And look, hand up for me as well. Uh, that maybe we just overlooked how many, I mean when you talk about defense, again, Perry on Winfrey, Isaiah Thomas, Nick Benito, Brian Osamoa, DTY, you know, you lost a guy who's going to be a Heisman finalist and Caleb Williams, you lost Kennedy Brooks and uh, all those 1,000 yard seasons. You lost some really good football players. but I think collectively we all thought, okay, yeah, it's going be it's going to be good. We're going to be good. And then all of a sudden boom. You know, reality slaps everybody in the face, and we and we, we came to the realization that yeah, it's not quite as good as we thought it was going to be, right?
1: I mean, when you look at everything this team lost, when you look at how much turnover there was, I think it's fair to acknowledge, Steely, that maybe the expectations were set a little high. Maybe the bar was set a little bit higher than it should have been set heading into the year. But you also have to consider, amidst it all, that – this 4-3 and three start for Oklahoma has to be taken with a grain of salt because you didn't have your starting quarterback, you didn't have the one guy that had any semblance of familiarity with the offensive system for almost the entirety of the TCU game and the actual entirety of the Texas game. So two of those losses happened sans Dylan Gabriel. Now, I'm not going to sit here and say that Oklahoma absolutely wins those two games if Dylan Gabriel plays, but maybe the perspective is a little bit different. Maybe the morale is a little bit different if Dylan Gabriel plays the entirety of both those football games. Uh, on yeah, the Comfort yeah. Solutions text line, uh, one listener says, BV has already done a better job at rebuilding a culture and program in year one than Bimbo Fisher has in year five. Another says, uh, th- this, this comes from Gary from Bixby. BV is most definitely the right guy. It's just going to take him a minute to adjust having to be the CEO instead of just a manager. He has a plan. It's working. Give him a couple years to get all his type of players in, and then let's evaluate. And I think there's a lot of truth to that too, right? In general, and this is not without exception, and there are counterexamples, but in general, it takes time for a new coach. Anywhere you put him, no matter how much talent they have, no matter how decorated their resume is, it takes time. Much has been made about the fact that Nick Saban went 6-6 six and six in his first year at Alabama. And, look, by no means am I saying that Brent Venables is the next Nick Saban because that's an unfair comparison for anybody.
0: But, Th- Thad Turnipseed says it, though.
1: Okay, yeah, Thad, Thad does it. say it. Uh, but I will say this. Nobody should be writing the epitaph for Brent Venables' career as a head coach based on one three-game skid that happened at the very beginning of his very first year. The next five games will be quite telling. Let's see what Oklahoma does over the second half of the season, and then I think we're going to be able to make some pretty reliable judgments as to what kind of team Venables is going to be able to field in year two. And year two is where you should start to see some measurable improvement. If you don't, then there's concern. But... As long as you are continually getting better, and that's one of the things that Venables has highlighted, as long as we're continuing to get better week after week, month after month, year after year, we're going to get there.
0: Yeah, and as we get ready for a break right here, um, I, I think there again, it's there's another kind of parallel with the Shoe thing here with what's going on with Brent. What did everybody say about, you know, when Shoe left for L.A.? It was, well, you know, it. We understand, you know, that you, you know, maybe he he likes that opportunity, but it was the way he left that really upset people. And I think that's a little bit what, what is going on with the people who may not be totally bought in on Brent right now. It's the way, the way they lost those games, particularly in Fort Worth and in Dallas, that's causing some concern. All right, let's break right here. OEC Fiber Football Friday. Mike Steely Parker Thune here on the home of Sooner fans, the Ref Radio Network. Set your alarm. Get up early tomorrow. I mean, it's late for me. I get up about 4.30 a.m. every morning, but 7 a.m. for our pregame show tomorrow, getting you started for Oklahoma-Iowa State. Here at Riverwind, talking Sooners football with you. T.J. Eckert coming up next. We'll preview OU Iowa State and more next here on the Ref. Yes, the one and only T.J. Eckert, KTUL TV sports director, joining us on the Riverwind Casino Hotline. By the way, Riverwind tonight, again, come on out in your costume. The Monster Money Mash is tonight. Tonight from 6 to 10 p.m., patrons wearing a costume can get registered and... uh, receive a ticket for entry into the Monster Money Mash drawing at approximately 10.15 uh, p.m. tonight. Three winners are going to be selected to win $500 in bonus play each. TJ, uh, we were talking about uh, Barry Trammell's column today in the Oklahoma, and, you know, we, we just – Brent was a great defensive coordinator. The jury's still out as to whether or not he's going to be a great head coach. I don't think there are a lot of people jumping ship already, but there have probably been a few who have gone overboard but uh, you know, it's it, it, some of these losses have been embarrassing and very ugly. Where do you think and how do you think uh Sooner fans should be feeling in your opinion about Brent through seven games?
4: Well, Steely, as we know, the Sooner fan base typically very patient. Um so that's
0: <laughs> yeah, no doubt, right?
4: I think um it's you know, it is hard though. I understand. Because OU fans are so accustomed to success and sustained success and immediate success. And to to have a season go as it's gone so far, I can understand there being some disappointment. Uh, certainly not any ship jumping. I would I would hope not. I, I know there's probably a few who have, as you mentioned. But, you know, I, I think this stuff takes time. And we are probably a little blinded. We being us, like the media, us as maybe fans, maybe a little blinded because... We were so excited about Venables coming back and excited about the potential of coming back that we maybe, maybe forgot that this stuff doesn't just happen overnight. And, uh, and maybe we all knew that in the back of our mind, but we, we wanted to believe that it was going to happen right away. And, you know, the immediate success out the gate against, you know, average competition, below average competition probably blinded us a little bit more. Um, but you know what? We're still finding out things as we go, and this week I think we're going to find out more too. Uh, you know, the first-year head coach coming up by week, how do you handle the bye week practices? How do you handle the workload? How do you handle your guys maybe being rusty from not playing for a week? So all these things, there's still questions that need to be answered uh, about this coaching staff and about Brent Venables as a head coach that we just aren't getting to yet because we are so quick to judgment. And so I still think, uh, for me, I'm still – waiting and seeing. Um, I, I like I the way the offense came out and played against Kansas. Uh, I'd like to see how the team responds off of a bye week, uh, a pretty good defense at Iowa State. i like to see how the team finishes and if the coaching staff can hold their attention for the rest of the, rest of the season and not fold up. Um, there's still a lot of things that need to be answered, and so I'm, I'm nowhere near packing it in yet.
1: TJ, you think a lot of these concerns and apprehensions would be alleviated if Brent Venables would just recruit and sign the entirety of Bixby High School? Uh, it's so so true
4: why not just bring just bring Lauren montgomery over he can be uh he can be like a an analyst of some sort because they got something going and uh full disclosure parker caught me off guard when we came when he called me because he asked what my uh intro music should be and i didn't think quick enough on my feet i should have just said the bixie fight song i think that would have been a perfect (laughs) intro
0: there you go I like that, yeah. Um, okay, so tomorrow, you know, I think uh, it, it's so weird because Sooner fans, if they were facing an 0-4 Iowa State team in the league, they would think, man, this is going to be, you know, we're just going to run these guys out of Jack Trice Stadium, yet there's still apprehension, and there should be, because even as Brent said, and I think we've all said this, OU could win out and OU could lose out. Um, now, I think we're going to look at, I've got Oklahoma going 7-5, and five. But uh, what's the key for you tomorrow in this game? Because I still think – I know Iowa State is not great offensively, but I, I also don't think like they're the, the bad news bears of college football on offense. So what do you think the keys are for Oklahoma in this matchup tomorrow?
4: Yeah, I think right now, Steely, I, I think what OU would like to do and I think what their fans would love to see is them come out and make a statement and, and play well and score a lot of points and look good doing it. <clears throat> the problem is, is Iowa State's defense doesn't really allow you that. They don't allow big plays. They don't they, – they, they rally to the football. They, they don't allow big chunk plays. They make you have to drive the ball down the field, be patient, be methodical, take what they give you. And that's probably the biggest concern for me going in is that there's all this pent-up anger and aggression probably in the locker room of, man – We've really come out and not played the way that we thought we were going to be able to. We need to go out there and prove ourselves. And this is a defense that, that forces you to just take what they're giving. And so for me, it's one of those, how, how are they going to handle not being able to throw the ball all the way down the field and, and try and pick up big chunk plays in the passing game or rip off big runs in the run game? Um, so this is going to tell me a lot in terms of patience with this offense, with Jeff Levy, with Dylan Gabriel in particular, and not forcing things and not and not going for for the big play every time. Finding your guy for a 10-yard gain is better than than throwing three incompletions all the way down the field. Um, So for me, that's what I'm going to be focused on, is is how well uh, the Sooner offense handles a defense that just doesn't give up big plays.
1: Let me ask you this, TJ. You look at this matchup between the Sooners and the Cyclones, and it's interesting because you have strength on strength and weakness on weakness. Oklahoma's a really good offensive team. Iowa State's a really good defensive team, but conversely, the Cyclones are a very mediocre offensive team, and to call Oklahoma's defense mediocre may be a bit generous. So is it more important tomorrow that they win the battle of strengths or win the battle of weaknesses? That's a good question, and, and for me, obviously, I, I just spent
4: that, that segment focusing on the offense, but really, uh, to your point, I think it's going to come down to the defense. Um, Iowa State's going to want to grind. I don't think they're looking to to run a a play every 8, 9, 10 seconds like maybe OU's system would allow. Uh, They're going to try and milk the clock. They're going to try to limit possessions. That's why a lot of their scores have been in the 20s or some even in the teens. Um, So I think what the defense needs to do is, in some form or fashion, steal some possessions. And that means creating turnovers or, um, you know, if OU's forced to punt and... They pin them deep. That's meaning that you you don't allow any first downs on that, that next possession. You're stealing yards um, in the special teams area. So those that's kind of the, that's I'm focused on the offense handling the conservative nature that they need to have against Iowa State's defense. But in order for them to win, I think OU's defense is going to have to force a turnover or two. They have been a little turnover prone this year, um, and then when you get those opportunities to keep teams backed up in the special teams, it's not, it's so boring and, and, and probably coach speak to say, but you got to win the special teams in that regard. Um, so I think the defense is, is, is even more important this week for the Sooners than the offenses. And that's with me putting a lot of emphasis on OU's offense having to be conservative too.
0: All right. Before he lets you go, what do you think happens in Manhattan tomorrow? And I guess obviously the, uh, the questions about that game start and end with the uh, the health of the quarterbacks.
4: Yeah, it's an interesting one because um, I think Oklahoma State is, is got the style and the and the ability and the momentum, I guess you could say, to go up and win in Manhattan. Um, they haven't had too much issues in years past doing that. I think they've won two two of three on the road there in Kansas. Um. For me, it comes down to, yeah, the health of the quarterback So Spencer Sanders plays, of course, and then uh, Martinez as well, but then also just the health of OSU in general. I mean, they're trotting out a bunch of receivers who hadn't played any snaps before uh, against Texas, and they found a way to win that game. So the overall health, not just of the quarterback position, but of the entire offense for OSU is going to be big. Uh, They've had trouble running the ball lately, Sealy, and uh, you can't be one-dimensional against Kansas State, especially on the road. So... There's a lot of things that's going to play into this one. I I think Oklahoma State's going to get a win, but it's it's going to be close. Kansas State, as we know, is a tough out.
0: TJ, we appreciate your time. Have a great weekend. Uh, I'm sure we'll probably talk to you uh, sometime again uh, next week. You know, we keep bothering you because you're a good guest, so maybe come on (laughs) and just drop the ball next week, and we'll leave you alone, all right?
4: (laughs) I'll start sucking more, you bet.
0: (laughs) There you go. All right, Uh, TJ Eckert, KTUL-TV Sports Director. All right. Uh, I want to tell you about a five-star dentist, my dentist, Dr. Tim Brooks. He is the Jackson Arnold of dentistry. Wow, high praise. High high compliment right there. He's he's much more of a seasoned veteran, but we're talking about that kind of ability. You remember, uh, Shay and I, we were going with family on vacation to the Bahamas, uh, and the night before... All of a sudden, I started getting uh, this really bad toothache, and I'm like, "Uh uh-oh, that's a tooth going bad. This is going to be... You know me, I'm so optimistic about everything, I immediately thought, you know what, the whole vacation is going to be a disaster. But I called up Dr. Tim Brooks, and within 30 minutes, I had what I needed, and it was alleviated. And we had a great vacation. I really enjoy... And again, we live in Northwest Norman, but I go all the way up to Edmond because I... Love going to Dr. Brooks' office. Now, you know, not everybody's doing backflips to go see their dentist, right? But I love Dr. Brooks and his staff. They're good. They're so professional. Uh, They make you feel super comfortable. And uh, even an old man like me can have a very nice smile. You know, um, just appreciate everything that Dr. Brooks does. If you're looking for a new dentist or you need maybe yours, uh, you know, retired, you're not happy with him, you know what? Go through the Dental Transfer Portal and sign with Dr. Tim Brooks, North May Avenue in Edmond, 405-369-5212, online at timjbrooksdds.com. Break time right here. Let's hear what Baker says about being a backup for the Panthers. We'll do that next right here on the Home Sooner Fans, the ref. Keep it right here. OEC Fiber Football Friday. Mike Steely here at one of my favorite places, Riverwind Casino. The uh, Monster Mash of Money promotion is happening uh, tonight. Wear your Halloween costume out here to Riverwind tonight. And uh, at ten they'll pick three winners. Make sure you uh, get registered when you come in with your costume at guest services. And you could win... $500 in bonus play. Each, each of the three, all three are going to win $500 in bonus play tonight here at the one and only, simply the best, Riverwind Casino. All right, NFL last night, you had the Ravens outplaying the Buccaneers, particularly in the second half, a little bit uh, scary. Mark Andrews went out with a shoulder injury in the second quarter. We'll see what his availability will be. But the Ravens beat uh, uh, Tampa Bay 27-22. to 22. Carolina... As bat- and Remember Carolina hammered uh, the Brady Bunch last week. And uh, Carolina and Atlanta will play uh, Sunday in Atlanta. P.J. Walker will get the start for Carolina again. And the winner of that game, they're going to be in first place in the, uh, the NFC South. It's not a good division, yes. But think about how bad the Panthers have looked. And Baker played horrible. And you can say, yeah, well, it's this team. They don't have an offensive line. Bottom line is Baker Mayfield was not playing well at all. So Baker coming into this game is the backup to P.J. Walker. Here's what the former Sooner Heisman winner said about the situation.
2: I mean, obviously I want to play. I'm a competitor. We, we all want to play. That's the nature of this business. That's the nature of playing sports. But uh, my role right now is to help us win in any way I, I can, and that's practicing helping out in the QB room and doing scout team stuff and, and uh, just trying to get under their skin on defense. So uh, I'm, in, I'm enjoying what I'm doing right now. Yeah, like I said, obviously I'd like to be out there, but P.J. played his ass off and deserves to be out there again and play. Um, So doing whatever I can to to help this team win.
1: Was there a ping-pong tournament going on in the background, Steely?
2: I guess guess so.
0: The Forrest Gump Invitational was going on there in the background, I guess. I don't know, man. But, yeah, there there was a little ping-pong action happening. All right, Parker, answer me this question. Will Baker Mayfield start more than three games – as an NFL quarterback, yes. the rest of his career? Yes. More yes, than three? Yes.
1: Yes. Okay. I, I'm i not that far out on Baker Mayfield. And look, he hasn't been good. He has not been good. No one is going to, no, one's, no one serious is going to sit here and say, yeah, Baker Mayfield still deserves to be the Panthers starter. He hasn't earned that. And P.J. Walker now has the opportunity to earn it. Right now, with the way that this year has gone for Baker Mayfield and the injury bug biting again, obviously can't really help that, but I foresee the future looking very similar to Ryan Tannehill's career arc for Mayfield. He may have to go somewhere and be the backup, or he may have to go somewhere where he's not guaranteed the starting job, but I think he's resilient enough that he's going to get another shot in the league, whether that's in Carolina or elsewhere. Now... Is he going to have long-term success? That's <laughs> – I I don't know if I would prognosticate that because would you quantify what Tannehill has done as prolonged success? I don't know that I would. He's been serviceable for the, the Titans, but yeah, it hasn't all been yeah. on his shoulders, and I think that's what Baker's going to kind of have to accept at a certain point is he's not going to be able to quarterback a team to greatness of his own accord. He's just going to have to be the trigger man – for a football team that is well-rounded and consistent and has the requisite pieces around him to be able to go deep independent of elite play at the QB position.
0: Yeah, and you know what? Quarterbacking in the National Football League ain't easy it's not easy at all. And uh, Baker, again, at times, he, you know, you thought, man, he's on the right track. He's about to turn the corner. And, again, you lead the Cleveland Browns to the playoffs. And, yeah, you can talk about they had a good defense in Nick Chubb. And, uh, you know, they, they had some talent, there's no doubt. But uh, he, uh, again, right, when you're trying to regain your confidence, too, playing in Carolina with that offensive line was not a good thing. But, uh, you know, that – it's, it's going to be a different road for Baker, there's no doubt about it, as a quarterback in the National Football League. All right, as we wind up, uh, hour number one, I, lo- I want to let you guys know you're not crazy. You are hearing the Oompa Loompa song in the background occasionally because I am here uh, next to the Willy Wonka machine, and there are about six of them, and the Oompa Loompa song plays pretty much on a constant loop. So, if you think you're hearing things, and you think, is that really, is that really, the "Impa Loompa song? Yes, it is. So, just wanted to let you know in case you were worried about your own sanity. All right, I'm here at River Wayne Casino. We want to thank Tim Lasher, great Sooner, great company. Lasher Home Comfort Systems—they are big time. They'll do great work for you. Any heating and air need that you have that you need to address, they will get it done for you. Very professional, very punctual, and always a fair price. Thank you again to Lasher Home Comfort Systems, 405-579-3113. Another hour to go. Brandon Drum on the way as well. Keep it here on The Ref. Here we go into hour number two, presented by the Seth Wadley Auto Group in Paul's Valley, exit 72. Great selection. If you're looking for a car, truck, SUV, pre owned vehicle. They have them for you. They have a great selection, and they have the best guarantee of oil changes, engines for life on newer used gas or diesel at no additional cost to you. That's big time right there. That's big. Big, 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 big time. Riverway Casino, the place to be tonight. Dress up in your Halloween costume. Get registered at guest services tonight. And right around 1015, they are going to give $500 in bonus play to three different patrons. Wear your costume. The Monster Mash of Money contest is happening tonight. Bedlam Beats invites is on the way Friday night. November 18th, the nights before Bedlam. And uh, you can be outdoors watching the Eli Young Band and Wade Bowen on the Beats and Bites stage. Uh, it's a special edition of Beats and Bites. Normally it's a summer concert series, but we've got one all fired up for you on uh, Friday night, November 18th. Uh, again, Wade Bowen will open. The Eli Young Band will be On stage around 8.30, you can bring the kids. It's a family-friendly environment. You can bring your folding chairs, bring your appetite, because they have the best food trucks out there, uh, the best local food trucks, like the Saucy Sicilian and others. It'll be a great night outdoors under the stars, Friday night, November 18th, for Bedlam Beats and Bites right here at Riverwind Casino. Get your tickets, each individual ticket, $5. That is bargain i mean a big time bargain and in all caps uh riverwind casino again is simply the best by the way you can also get your tickets at the box office here at the casino and again at riverwind.com they're only five bucks a piece so that is a heck of a deal it's an oec fiber football friday let's let's play what joe clad had to say Uh, the other day about Oklahoma struggling and uh, he says mainly it's due to a very shaky
5: defense Oklahoma has desperately got to get better on defense and that's the biggest issue by far by far Oklahoma has given up 40 plus points in four straight games all league games that can't happen And the troubling part for me about OU is that although their coach is a first-time head coach and a new first-year head coach at this location, that's his sweet spot. So doesn't it feel a little bit different than, like let's say, Notre Dame, who's played okay on defense and certainly is a defense that you would expect to get better. But when this is your cornerstone, Brent Venables made his name as a defensive coordinator, both at OU and at Clemson. Like, he knows how to play at the top end, and he comes in, and OU is bad. They are bad on defense.
0: All right, Parker, tomorrow, uh, the matchup again, Iowa State's uh, offense ranked, uh, you know, among the worst in the country and certainly in the Big 12 at the very bottom. But uh, the, the OU defense obviously hasn't been setting the world on fire. What's uh? What do you, first of all, let's talk about the prospect of Billy Bowman playing tomorrow. What percentage do you put on that? Twenty five or so, His, or are you going to go higher?
1: Well, I would I would actually go significantly higher than that. Uh, he's going to travel. He's going to suit up. I know that much. As to how much he plays, I don't know, and I think it depends on the game flow, because. Look, I don't think it's any particular secret. Billy Bowman is the best safety on Oklahoma's roster, and you're going to want to have him at 100% for the stretch run. And so if you can get away with not using him tomorrow against the Cyclones, you'd like to be able to do that. But that may not be entirely feasible. And so my guess is they're going to deploy Bowman on a as-needed basis. I guess that's the best way to put it. Where, you know what, if they can if they can survive, if they can get by with guys like Justin Broyles and Key Lawrence at the safety position and still remain in control and win this football game, then maybe you don't see Billy Bowman at all, at least not in-game. You'll see him on the sidelines at the very least. But if you get to a situation where you're starting to get gashed downfield by Hunter Deckers and Xavier Hutchinson and the like are getting behind you for big plays then you may have no choice but to put Bowman in the football game. Now, I will say this is what it comes down to defensively for Oklahoma tomorrow. Don't give up big plays. Just don't give up big plays because this Iowa State offense is not very explosive. That's kind of their bugaboo is they're not not a big play offense, quite frankly. And so if you're surrendering big plays to an offense that isn't a big play offense – then you're going to be a laughing stock the next day in the media, in the columns, in all across the interwebs. But as long as you as long as you can simply limit Iowa State and kind of take away the ceiling, take away the second level in that capacity, make them earn every yard that they get, as opposed to being able to break the game open with one or two shots downfield then you're in a good position to be able to win this football game. But there's no excuse for surrendering big plays, especially not repeatedly, to an offense that just isn't geared to produce them, Steely.
0: Yeah, and the the big play guy on the offense, obviously, is Xavier Hutchinson, a really good wide receiver. But again, you you know, Hunter Deckers, he's been all right. But, I mean, you're not dealing with – and I know Brock Purdy was a mistake down the stretch waiting to happen, but you're not dealing with Brees Hall – You're certainly not dealing with Charlie Kolar, who is a matchup nightmare. So uh, it'll be interesting to see how that battle plays out tomorrow, the OU defense against the Iowa State offense. All right, you want to get some uh, texts in real quick? 405-651-3439. That's 405-651-3439. This listener from the 817 says,
1: Recruiting is stagnant. Give us a new rumor to chew on. What rumor do you want to start here on the show,
0: Steely? Your call. Well, I, I we can go back to uh, Zachariah Leviticus, the Amish running back. Maybe that would work again. But, hey, something's going to happen Monday, right, because Caden McDonald makes his decision Monday?
1: Yes. Yes, that is true. But at this point, it's not really clear where he's going. We may have some clarity in that capacity in the next 24 to 48 hours, but nothing's really changed with Caden McDonald throughout this week. We're still kind of on a wait-and-see type of deal with that recruitment at the moment so uh what would be a compelling rumor that we could get off the ground miami's dropping a bag for Derek leblanc that's the rumor oh, we're starting no. on the ho, show ho, steely ho. Derek derrick oh. leblanc staying home in the sunshine state to pay- play for the canes because old life wallets wow. cutting him a check
0: somebody somebody just tuned in right after you said <laughs> here's a rumor we can start and this is going to spread like wildfire it will not it will not be good. All right, so you watched Denton Geyer again last night. You got to see Jackson Arnold. You got to see uh, Peyton Bowen, Eli Bowen, the whole crew. Um, Peyton Bowen, man, and, and look, Jackson Arnold is maybe the best high school quarterback in America. We'll see, uh, you know, how it pans out in the end in terms of where he ends up uh, in the rankings. Obviously, he's a five-star. He's going to be very high. But Peyton Bowen, man, the more I see, and you see it live. I mean, this kid is—I mean—extra special, and he—he he needs a six star, I think, based on what you're seeing. What, where are you now, percentage-wise, on Hayden Bowen and a potential flip to Oklahoma? What, what percentage would you put that at? I because you still don't think it's going to be Notre Dame. No, you think no, it's either A and M or OU, Day. right?
1: Yeah, and look, A and M kind of sucks right now, Steely. And I guess you could say the same about OU, but there's a whole lot more layers to that situation down in College Station right now than there are to the situation in Norman. So A&M has become how do I how do I phrase this? A&M has become a less desirable landing spot over the last few weeks in my evaluation. So I th- I think last you asked me this question a month ago, I was at fifty five percent. I'll take it up a notch. I'll say 60%. Say I'm 60% on Peyton Bowen being a Sooner. Because, again, I don't know where else he goes at this point. He's not sticking with Notre Dame. Oregon's too far away. Michigan's too far away. It's got to be either Texas A&M or Oklahoma, which is where I've been for a couple months now, Steely. And the way I look at it, I I don't see how you can sign up for for all of what's going on down there in Aggieville at the moment and feel good about it, especially not with the all important girlfriend factor at play in OU's favor.
0: No doubt. Yeah. That's uh, that's a big time advantage for Oklahoma. You would think, and uh, think about, you know, that's how Oklahoma, basically that was the edge they had over Texas uh, because Billy Bowman was committed to Texas and uh, you know, think about how it's worked out. Billy Bowman, is uh, misused and uh, used as a, a a chess piece by the Muleshoe administration. Now he looks like this season he's been the best defensive player on the team. And, uh, you know, Jada Coleman's won national titles, so it all works out, right? It all works out. Hayden Bowen, though, man, he's so fluid. He makes everything look so easy, just in the highlights that I see. Well, so you, You're talking about a big-time safety and a guy that would be a big advantage on uh, kick returns, too.
1: And that's what's wild about watching him play, Steely. It's just, he's one of those gifted individuals that just has the capacity to make everything look super easy. Like, it doesn't look like he's trying. It does not look like he's trying ever. And then all of a sudden, boom, he lays a big hit. Or, boom, he hits the hole hole and he's gone for a kickoff return touchdown. Or, boom, he's flying off the edge, blocking a kick. There's so much that he can do. He is so versatile as a football player. He does so many things well, and he does them so fluidly that you just can't help but be in awe. Again, it's not difficult to watch a denton Geyer game and pick out who the two five stars are because they look the part.
0: Yeah, and again, he returned the opening kickoff for uh, took it to the house last night for Geyer. And again, it looked like it was just a walk in the park for him. All right, I'm here at Riverwind Casino. It's an OEC Fiber football Friday. Excited about it. Pre-game show tomorrow, 7 a.m. right here on the ref. And again, Oklahoma-Iowa State kick time, 11 a.m. It'll be on Fox Sports 1. When we get back, I want to tell you about a Sooner in need of your help. We'll do that next. And my uncle's appearance this morning on the T-Row in the morning show with Toby and TJ. That's up next here on The Ref. Oh, yes, the Canadian trio known as Rush. So good. So good. Welcome back. Steelman and Thune into our 1 o'clock hour here on the Home of Sooner Fans, the Ref Radio Network. It's an OEC fiber football Friday. Fired up about it and uh, always fired up to be out here at Wayne Casino. I, I'll tell you something I saw last night right before – I went to bed that I was not fired up about, and uh, Ryan Miner, you may have seen Damon Miner's tweet last night, Uh, there is a GoFundMe medical support fund organized by Ryan Miner's brother, Damon, who is a a baseball player for the Sooners, obviously, and you know that Ryan was an All-American basketball player, and uh, you know, was on a World Series championship team for Larry Koschel Larry back in his days playing baseball at Oklahoma as well. And, of course, Ryan Miner is uh, an answer to one of the biggest baseball trivia questions. Who replaced Cal Ripken when the streak was over? It was Ryan Miner. But Ryan Miner has recently been diagnosed with stage four colon cancer. And, man, that, that, that news just breaks your heart. And, uh, anyway, Damon Miner has put together a GoFundMe uh, for Ryan. The medical expenses, obviously, fighting that are going to be pretty enormous. And uh, you can find that, uh, if you follow Damon Miner, the link to the GoFundMe for Ryan Miner. And if if you don't follow Damon, I have it as a pinned tweet at the top of my Twitter account, at uh, Steely Sports. And I would encourage, if you can, uh, every suitor out there who... Uh, you know, love seeing Ryan Miner play for Oklahoma and know what a big, important part of the Sooner family he is, to go there and donate whatever you can. All right? And, again, if you want to find that link, I do have it pinned at the uh, top of my Twitter account, at Steely on Sports. That is at Steely on Sports. And prayers up. Prayers up big time for former Sooner Ryan Miner. That's real life we're talking about. That's, that's not a game. That's real life. So, again, if you want to uh, contribute, uh, if you follow Damon Miner, you probably saw the tweet. If not, I have it pinned at the top of my Twitter page, at Steely on Sports. All right, on a lighter notes, a crazy person joins uh, T. Row and TJ every Friday morning at 735 to talk Sooner football. Here we go. This is my uncle on this morning with uh, T. Rowe and T. J. talking OU Iowa State.
6: Good morning, Uncle. How are you today? I'm doing just great. I feel
3: good about tomorrow. I'm sorry that you're being transported by Drake Dykin right now. I'm seeing Super Dave Osborne highlights in my head. Be very careful.
6: <laughs> so far, so good. So far, he's doing an outstanding job driving. Well, Uncle, you've had a bye week. The Sooners are coming off a win. Uh, last few times we've talked to you, you've not been in good shape, incarcerated or otherwise. How are you feeling today? I feel
3: good. I feel good about this one. I will give you a Led Zeppelin-style prediction this week. People love the Eagles' references. I've been sitting, uh, sending 8 by 10 glossies all over the state all week. They loved it. I'll do that later, but... T. Row, do you mind if I do Uncle's mailbag? I got a couple uh, yeah. emails that I want to address, but if that's all right. Yeah. That's great, yeah. Uh, first one, Uncle, your segment is an embarrassment to Sooner fans, the University of Oklahoma, and the entire state. You're an old, worn-out radio bit. Please go away from <laughs> Hank Blank, <laughs> B-L-A-N-C in Hobart, Oklahoma. Oh, thank you, well, blank, I'll in Hobart. Well, Blank, i I have your IP address, Blank. I know where you live. I will beat you like a rented mule. I will pepper you. I will pepper you like a Caesar salad, all right? I won't show up at your place and frighten your children, but I will still take you on anytime, any place. Find me. Uh, another right, one coming on. in. Uncle. Have you ever even played football? What is your greatest athletic feat? Bobby Rickey, Vernon, Texas. Oh, Bobby, back in the day, our team, a uh, long time ago, 19-54, contracted a bad illness. Now, I was the only one healthy, and the OSSAA had a rule in place. If the other team agreed, you could still play the game no matter how many players could suit up, all right? So I've beat wow. the bug tussle junior varsity by myself i snapped the ball to myself i heaved the ball downfield ran downfield caught it four touchdowns there ran for five tds Had two pick sixes won the game 77 to nothing i beat them so bad they didn't even show up after halftime and at halftime they named me their homecoming king.
6: so that how's that <laughs> A bug-tussle JV, you say. That's a good win. Thank you. Uh, this
3: all right, you- T-Row, you know the greatest rock and roll band of all time is Led Zeppelin. The greatest football program in history is the University of Oklahoma. So I'm going to marry the two in this prediction. All right, get ready. All right. See if you can count the Zeppelin songs. I believe tomorrow will be a celebration day for the Sooners. I know the defense has looked dazed and confused. We've seen a communication breakdown. Sometimes victory seems over the hills and far away. But I think this defense will get at least four sticks tomorrow and show no quarter against Iowa State. You now We've seen good times, bad times this season. And when the levy breaks, you got to stick together, shooter fans. And I know that three-week stretch was a heartbreaker, but the song remains the same. We're the University of Oklahoma, and they're not. It's time for us to ramble on, rock and roll, and bring it on home, baby. I whole lot of love this matchup. <laughs> Iowa State will be trampled underfoot <laughs> because Brent... Is buying a stairway (laughs) to football heaven. Yeah. Wow. 72-3. 72-3. He added a point, man. Vegas has it all wrong. Total cakewalk tomorrow. Like, Chris Plank went to a cakewalk. OU's going to a cakewalk tomorrow.
6: Uh Oh boy!
3: Hopefully, a their cake walks more successful
0: car. than planks, because plank didn't score any cake. <laughs>
5: what?
6: Uh, I got that's I got I, you know, I was trying to keep track. I got 17, I think uh, Led Zeppelin songs there in your prediction. That's an impressive. Right. That's uh, I don't know good. if that's accurate. There were 18 of them. So you almost nailed. Oh, them. by the way,
3: my my email. If you want uh, to get on Uncle's mailbag, Boomer underscore sooner underscore seven four two seven four two six z
6: at yahoo.com <laughs> okay very good well we'll, we'll uh, pass that along. Uh, have you ever been to Iowa uncle I
3: don't like the state of Iowa because they caused this uh, buddy Holly who's one of my favorite musicians and they put him in a bad airplane and well you know what happened so no.
6: Still holding that against them, huh? All right. <laughs> yeah. Well, very good. Okay. All right. Well, Uncle, we got you down. A very clever call by you today. Uh, and uh, good luck. Enjoy the game. Thank you for your time, Uncle.
0: There you go. My Uncle on with T. Rowe and uh, TJ this morning. I, I think OU fans would take 72-3. to three. And I also think as long as it was a W, they would take 7-3, you know? Just, just win, baby. It's the Al Davis, old Raiders philosophy. Just win, baby, tomorrow in Ames. And, again, our pregame show, 7 a.m. tomorrow, and uh, we will take you up until uh, the kickoff, which is just after 11 a.m. tomorrow at Jack Christ Stadium, and the game will be uh, telecast on Fox Sports 1. Okay, I'm here at Riverway Casino Parker, back in the Brown O'Haver Studios. It's an OEC Fiber Football Friday. Friday means Brandon Drum talking recruiting. We'll get uh, his thoughts on what's happening with Caden McDonald. He'll make a decision on Monday. The defensive lineman, Oklahoma, among the uh, favorites there. uh, And his latest take on what might be going on with D.J. Hicks, Peyton Bowen, Cecilia Conner. All those guys still out there for Oklahoma will do that next right here on the Ref. Yes, sir, we are back. Brandon Drum joining us for his weekly uh, Friday get-together with us on the uh, Riverwind Casino Hotline. I am here at Riverwind Casino on an OEC Fiber Football Friday. The Monster Mash of Money giveaway uh, happening tonight. Wear your Halloween costume. Uh, Make sure you get registered uh, when you come in at guest services. And tonight, right around 10.15, they're going to give three patrons $500 $500 in bonus play each, and don't forget about Bedlam Beats and Bites coming up Friday night, November 18th. Eli Youngband and Wade Bowen the night before Bedlam in Norman between the Sooners and the Cowboys. Tickets are only $5 apiece at Riverwind.com and here inside the casino at the box office. Brandon, uh, we were just talking about everybody loves, you know, five-star quarterback Jackson Arnold. He is uh, He's the prize of this class, and I know that P.J. Adabare is also, uh, you know, a five-star recruit. The Sooners would love to get the Peyton Bowen flip down the stretch. Uh, we keep marveling at what Peyton Bowen can do, and, and you guys have seen him him in person. I've only seen the highlights. But, man, what a get that would be down the stretch for Oklahoma because, look, everybody wants the five-star quarterback, and you gotta—you really need that guy. We know how important that position is. But in terms of just pure athletic ability and what he can do on a football field, Peyton Bowen has got to be one of the very best in America, it looks like to me.
7: Yeah, I think – he he's not quite built like this guy, but he's going to remind guys, uh, OU fans of this guy just because of his versatility in the special teams game, uh, the things that he can do, uh, and I think there's two guys he kind of is going to remind OU fans of. I think he's a little more twitchy than these two, and obviously he's not quite as uh, big as JT Thatcher, and he's uh, I think faster than Reggie Smith, but uh, he's he's got a lot of their. Rates as far as feeling in space and uh, the ability to make the big play on defense and just all those type of things. And when you when you when you get a combination of a player that is like that, I mean, if you land a player like that, that's <laughs> that's a home run for the staff because we both know, we all know, all both those players ended up being uh, superstars at Oklahoma before their careers were over.
1: All right, Brandon, you're as plugged into the Colton Vosick situation as anybody, and quite frankly, that's a situation that I'm tired of talking about. I'm sure you are as well, but if you can Mm -hmm. just give a brief overview of where things stand, I'm sure people are quite eager to hear from you on where things sit right now between Vosick, Oklahoma, and Texas.
7: Well, Texas was out to see him in his game last night. Um there was a Twitter guy out there saying, oh, well, you know, his dad invited him, invited Texas, all that type of stuff. But I just, I, look, his dad is played in Texas. And the fact that his dad played there, his dad obviously has a connection there. And when you have, when you play there and you've got a connection there and you live in Austin and we all know how aggressive UT donors are to begin with. You can only imagine a superstar with a legacy background and your kid chose the University of Oklahoma over Texas. And he did it mindfully, by the way, like that was something he wanted to do. He didn't do it off the cuff. He said he was going to get everything done by the uh, August 1st. And he committed literally the day before and announced on August 1st. So, I mean, this was set up. He knew he was going to Oklahoma for a long time. His family knew and approved he was going to Oklahoma for a long time. Having said that, when you get bombarded by donors all day long, uh, I can only imagine the pressure his dad feels. And I, I always aching this back to uh, the book of Manning and listening to Arch Manning talk about the Old Miss fans regarding Peyton when he chose Tennessee and just how bad it got before National Signing Day, and when he decided to announce to go to Tennessee, it got worse for a little bit before it finally tailed off, uh, and it, it it took a bit. They had to play each other first, but obviously it's not that big of a name. He's, not, he's a big name, but he's not Peyton Manning, and it's not Arch Manning or anything like that, but it's still kind of similar, so I can only imagine his dad being like, dude, get these donors off my back, and, and Colton doesn't want to talk to media anymore. Like, he basically texted me the other day, said, man, look, I like you a lot. I'm I'm telling you not to – you don't need to bother coming down there because I'm not doing interviews, you know. I'm not doing interviews anymore. And I wanted to tell you that before you took the time to even come down to see me again. I'm still going to go see him, but I know I'm not going to get an interview. The best I'll get is a high. So, I mean, he's just done with it. He's done with it. We're done with it. He's done with it. I think if something was going to happen – it's going to happen closer to National Signing Day, in my opinion. Um, I think they're just trying to focus on the football season at hand, win another state title, and then they'll worry about all, everything else. But right now, he's saying all the right things to the people that we talk to behind the scenes. He's 100% Oklahoma, and until he stops talking to Oklahoma, until he tells Oklahoma he's not going to be a Sooner, that's what you have to go off of, and fans need to just let this thing play out.
0: Brandon Drum with us, ouinsider dot uh, com does a great job, along with Parker and uh, and uh, Joey Helmer do a great job on ouinsider. Okay, if you had to bet the mortgage on who the Sooners' next commitment would be, that person, that prospect, that prospect would be who? Brandon Drum.
7: Okay, so you broke out. You broke out. If I had to bet the mortgage, what? The prospect would be who, it, what?
0: Yes. If if you had to bet the mortgage on who the Sooners' next commitment would be, what would okay. your choice be?
1: Whew.
7: Um,
1: man. You don't actually have to bet the mortgage, <sighs> Brandon, just to be clear. Yeah,
7: <laughs> No, I know, but I'm trying to think, man. I mean, uh, Parker, where, where are you with me on this? I mean, it's... I don't. I don't know. Like that's 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 kind of the wild thing. Like Oklahoma's in a hard spot right now because they're in on a lot of good players. Cade McDonald. I'm down in Atlanta right now. I'm going to see Cade McDonald. He's announcing it on October 31st. So my first inkling would be Cade McDonald. But, but, I don't know that. You know, like he's kept it so well close to the vest, and he's he's basically made everybody feel like they're the leader. That we don't know. We don't know what that kid. So I'm trying to get him off the record and see what I can get tonight from him. Um, I think Tassiliakana is a name that I'm watching really closely uh, to see what happens there. And, and uh, what's the the kid from Nebraska, Parker? That they just offered the you're the Nebraska guy. I Carter Nelson. That the Carter Nelson. There you go. I would. I I honestly might bet him. To be honest with you, like. If I was a betting man, I'd go Carter Nelson at this point. I mean, this is, and I'm not saying that they're not going to get Cade McDonald. I'm not saying they're not going to get Cecilia Connor. It's just that I'm not as confident in that as I am a Carter Nelson who played a game at, and got done at 11 p.m. and hopped in the car the day that he got offered and drove down to Norman to do an unofficial visit because he knew he was going to get an offer when he got to Norman. So um, that that, to me speaks volumes so I'd go with him first and then obviously after that I mean you you got David Hicks still in the bag I know that he's he's committed to A&M you still have that chance and then obviously Peyton Bowen's another name I I think a name for people need to actually start paying attention to is a kid by the name of CJ Blocker his dad Chris Blocker played for OU Uh, he's committed to Utah right now and I know that Oklahoma is kind of looked at him a little bit and i know i've talked to him quite a bit and uh they just started talking a little bit so we'll see where that goes at the safety spot really good player though
0: brandon drum with us uh oh you 247 sports joining us every friday right here i'm at riverwind casino on an oec fiber football friday parker back in the brown old haber studios um so is are you able to communicate with with dj hicks very much now has that been kind of shut off no. has has that that no. well gone dry or what what's going on there
7: no I, I actually talked to his dad the other day for about 20 or 30 minutes i'm suddenly he gave me a call we text all the time still so he gave me a call and we talked for a little bit uh, about everything that's going on and i i can't really dive into the like i saw on the podcast and the whole thing because you know a lot of it was just off the record talk but yeah, I mean, I talked to him. Oklahoma, he and Oklahoma talk all the time, talking about D.J. Hicks and his dad. Uh, the whole family still talks to Oklahoma. That, well, has gone far from dry. As a matter of fact, its I would think it's still quite spring, if you will. So um, uh, there's still a chance there. I think if A&M continues to falter, if you continue to hear some things that are going on inside that locker room, I think that – that, that, that I can say, those, those are things that they're watching. Uh, they're watching closely. Like, it's one thing for Oklahoma to go 6-6 six and six this year, losing 45% of the roster, only returning 45% of the roster. Uh, or, no, they lost 45%, excuse me. They lost 45% of the roster. It's another thing to get all those stars in and have just a divided locker room and people mass exodus potentially happening at the end of the season. So the Hickses are watching that closely and Oklahoma is the program that everybody's kind of got circled if that thing goes bad one way or the other because of his relationship not only with Coach Bates and Coach Venables, but with Jackson Arnold, with Colton Basic. I mean, him and Colton Basick are super close. Uh, with uh, Peyton Bowen, he's really close with Peyton Bowen. Uh, and when you talk about Peyton Bowen, Peyton Bowen and A&M seem to be kind of separating a little bit more than coming together from what I'm told recently. Now, that doesn't mean he's not going to end up signing there because we all know how that can potentially work out. But as far as the relationship goes, I've heard that that's kind of separated a little bit. Um, I mean, there's a a whole lot of things that go into Hicks in Oklahoma right now. And one of the main things is the relationship that they have with the commit, like the Jackson Arnolds and the guys I named already, the Jaquase Petaway and stuff like that, but he has closer relationships at A&M. And that was kind of what I was told was the, one of the main factors of him eventually signing was he knew half that roster played against half that roster growing up uh, and was friends with half that roster and his best is a teammate at Paytal is committed to A&M. So uh, there's so many things that went into that decision at the end. Uh, But, not There they aren't things that Oklahoma cannot overcome. I think that's something people need to realize, too. So it's far from dead.
1: Brandon, last thing before we let you go. Um, oh, I just completely spaced for a second on what I was going to ask you. Man, I had a really compelling question, too. I'm gonna I'm trying to yeah. I'm trying to rediscover it. Right it's now.
0: a is a hot dog hey, a bird, sandwich. Have something to do Nick, no, no, okay. Here's what it was. Here's what it
1: was. I remember now. There you go. Uh, I just want you to give people a brief explanation as to how much of a nothing burger Anthony Evans' visit to Georgia is.
7: Oh my gosh. Uh well now, he says it's a nothing burger, so let's 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 preface that. But yes, his grandma is having surgery. His mom is from Georgia. And so they were going out to take care of her because her husband had passed away a few years ago. So they're going to take care of her while she has surgery. The mom's going to stay there when Peyton, or excuse me, when Anthony and his dad fly back to San Antonio. But while they're there, his mom grew up in Georgia, grew up a big Georgia Bulldogs fan. Tennessee and Georgia are there. uh, Georgia has offered him an unofficial visit uh, with a few tickets, the dad's going to stay and take care of Grandma, uh, from my understanding, or somebody is, and they're going to go to the game that night before coming back and hanging out with Grandma again before uh, they head back to San Antonio. So it was more going to see Grandma for surgery and also going uh, to take his mom to a game since she's going to be, as he said, Boomer Sooner for the next three to four years. So uh, he, he he called me. To tell me all that because he didn't he wanted the true story out because everybody flipped out and was all over his mentions and was like killing him about it and he just wanted to he said his side of the story out there so uh and oklahoma was okay with it he called oklahoma before he even agreed to do that for his mom he called oklahoma spoke to venables spoke to coach washington spoke to coach levy and they all said yeah that is okay considering the circumstances go do that as long as you're still 100% Oklahoma, and he says he is. He's coming on January 14th to be an early enrollee, and that's that right now. Now if something changes, uh, we all know a big game like that can, can open up some eyes. So, I mean, I get being skittish about it, but you got to trust the kid, and that's what Oklahoma's going to do in this situation.
0: Good info right there. Good stuff. Brandon, appreciate it. Have a great weekend. We'll talk to you next week. All right. Thank you all. Randy Drum, OU Insider 247 Sports, and uh, right now the Anthony Evans uh, unofficial to Georgia is not a big deal. But, but 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 you never know You know what could happen once he gets there and gets in that environment. Uh, but as of now, again, he has thumbs up from the OU coaches, and it doesn't look like a huge deal. All right, and pretty much what Parker said yesterday, right? All right, break time right here. Mike Steely of Riverwind Casino. Parker back at the Brown Haber Studios on an OEC Football Friday, an OEC Fiber Football Friday. Coming right back, one more segment to go here on The Ref. Riverwind Casino on an OEC football Friday, Mike Steely with you out here the big uh, monster mash of money uh, giveaway tonight. They've got you a great situation. If you want to come out in a Halloween costume, they encourage it. Make sure you get registered at guest services so you're officially in the contest. And then tonight around 10:15, they will give three lucky patrons each in bonus play here at Riverwind Casino. That's a heck of a deal for you. And, again, we have uh, the Bedlam Beats and Bites concert coming up uh, Friday night, November 18th. You can get your tickets online right now at riverwind.com, or you can get them here at the casino at the box office uh, right out front of the uh, Showplace Theater. Again, only 5 bucks a piece uh, to see the uh, Eli Young Band and Wade Bowen the night before Bedlam in Norman on uh, that next Saturday, uh, again, uh, on the 19th. But, again, Bedlam Beats and Bites also presented by Phillips 66 here outdoors at Riverwind with all the incredible food trucks and the atmosphere. And it's a kid-friendly environment. You can bring your folding chairs. Bedlam Beats and Bites, Friday night, November 18th here at Riverwind. Parker, um, I don't know if you want to save your prediction. I can give mine now. I'm trying to figure out Iowa State. Uh, their high point total given up for the year is 30-31. I am seeing the over and under at 56 and a half in this game. I think Oklahoma's going to win a close game, so I am going to pick the Sooners to win the game 30-27. Uh, <laughs> you don't which say, just Steely. Be, Yeah, Steely. Is that yours?
1: I, that is not not a joke. My exact prediction. I've already made it on several platforms thus far oh, this really? week. Oh, really? So, yes. Yes, we I were on the exact
0: same page. Well, and that's what, you know, I always look at, all right, well, what's Vegas saying about the over and under? So we've got it just going over. And, uh, you know, 30 points against the Iowa State uh, defense on the road. I mean, that's not a bad outing for OU. Uh, you know, it feels like, man, 30. But Iowa State's defense is really good. they got to deal with McDonald on the edge. And that's a veteran unit that's been in that system for a long, long time, that three-three-five 3 5 that uh, Iowa State runs. And we know that was uh, the kryptonite for Muleshoe. For sure, we'll see how it affects Jeff Levy, uh, Dylan Gabriel, and the Sooners' offense tomorrow. But um, And then you think, man, the OU defense giving up 27? Mm-hmm. I know it's Iowa State, but bottom line is uh, there's so much still to be determined about this OU football team, uh, and we're going to find out so much more over the uh, five final games of the season. Now, you talk to Brandon all the time, so no surprise to you. And by the way, I hope Brandon wasn't I know he was talking a little DJ Hicks, but a guy came up and was poking me on the shoulder, wanted me to talk to him. Of course, I've got headphones on, and wanted me to tell him how the game craps works. And did you tell him? So, if I... So, I... I, I, I said I'm sorry. I'm doing a radio show. I don't have time to. But if you'll ask one <laughs> of the people right over there, they will ask someone in like, uniform. Okay, yeah, exactly. I'm like okay. So um, I hope I you know I know that uh, Brandon went into detail on the DJ Hicks situation. But um, anyway, somebody was talking, trying to talk to me. Hey at the Steely, time. how about It's a- amazing when you do a radio show, Parker. You you're early in your career, but. You can be out anywhere with a headset on, and people will still try and talk to you. I know. It's astonishing. Because it's like, which, look, it, I get it, but it's amazing to me. And then if you can't carry on a conversation, people look at you like, well, that was rude. I'm like, sorry, I'm trying to do a radio show how about it, this? It happens uh, all the time.
1: How about this little factoid to close out the show, Steely, per the ref on Twitter? 126 years ago today, OU football won its first game in program history over none other than your patsy of an alma mater, Steely, Norman High School. How about that? OU had no coach that season as former head coach John Hartz left to go prospecting for gold in the Arctic. (laughs) Uh,
0: Was he on the Gold Rush Series, maybe, or probably not? All right. Uh, Parker Schnabel was on that series. I know that not Parker Thune, but, uh, Shea loved that series, Gold Rush. So anyway, that's interesting. All right. I want to thank my friends here at Riverwind, Justin and company. Thank you. It's always great being out here. Everybody enjoy your weekend tomorrow morning, 7 a.m. for our pregame show. Thanks to the Seth Wadley Auto Group as well. We will see ya.